Hey guys, welcome to another Golf Shed Gurus podcast. Todd Brackenridge joined by Rico McKenzie. How are you, mate? Very good, buddy. How are you? Mate, very well, very oh, that's well. That's good, mate. I hear there's some good, big news for the Golf Shed Gurus. Mate, we have snagged our first podcast interview. Uh, James Grierson, PGA Tour Australasia superstar, joins us. We talk uh, his rise from being a Forbes junior golfer to captaining the Interstate Series as a, as a New South Welshman. Proud New South Welshman, Rico, back on your rant. Um, then we also talk about heading into the pro ranks and yep. and everything that comes with that these days, which there is plenty. Uh, we'll talk about the time he spent at Bonnie Doon in Sydney, as well as the time at Q School, which he's currently at now. So for those who don't know, Q School is where you either go to gain status as a golf professional or to improve your improve your number where you rank. So um, James is go- going for option two there. He's going to go try and improve his rank after a decent season in 21-22. Um, but yeah, so let's sit down. We'll have a chat with James and um, we'll talk to you all soon. Absolutely. All righty, guys. We are joined by James Grierson, PGA Tour Australasia superstar, James Grierson. Um, James, first of all, mate, it's a busy week for you. So massive thanks for joining us and taking time Easy. out. Um, mate. All right, mate. So you're born in Forbes, you go to school at Red Bend, footy initially, rugby, fall asleep on the field too often. Actually, then, pretty close to where you guys are, actually. Yeah. Yeah, right. In Orange. Orange. Or, orange a couple times, yeah. A tough here, mate. A tough yeah. here. Yeah. You're taking us all. Um, but then, obviously, turned to golf. Was it straight to golf from footy? Uh, I did a gap year after school and played footy and would have loved to have done that. I probably wasn't good enough, but I was living in the dream. Um, and then I sort of, like, played the last couple of games and then I think I went – to I think I won something at home. I think I might have won the classic, and I was like, "Oh, that's pretty. Like, that's pretty cool." And then I'd obviously done a little bit of the Central West stuff. Like Pete Mitchell got me into Eric Apley at Duntry League for the Central West team. Um, so I had a taste of it, but I wasn't very good. How old were you at this point? Right? Yeah, how old are you when you go? This Probably time? like no, eighteen, nearly nineteen. Yeah, nineteen. Um, and I suck. Like I'm good. For a country golfer, but like I would have come to Duntry and wouldn't have broken eighty, sort of thing. Yeah, um, I do that. Every, Wentworth as well. Do that every week, mate. Yeah, <laughs> it's fine. Um, and then yeah, just got just got hooked. I went to a golf college in Sydney for two years. Um, thought it was a pathway to America, but it was definitely a development, um, and it gave me the opportunity to get some some like consistent coaching. Um, put a lot of hours in, get a better understanding of how everything works. Um, because you can be decent at golf, but not really know, right? No, um, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yes, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah. Or you can think you, like, or you can think you're decent and you're not very <laughs> decent. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think I just hang around with guys that are way better than me. Yeah. And I was like, I don't like this. Such so, as, um, such as who, who at that point, Jared Freeman. Yeah. Jared Freeman, Troy Moses, um, Ryan Smith, Matt Scalfone. Andy Chu, all guys that like dominated me when I was a junior. And yeah. at that point, they were still like class players. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, obviously, like Ruben Sonjaja was at the club. Um, Zunik was at the club. Mm. Like, yeah, if there was a stint there where like Bonnie Doon had nearly half the state team being members yeah. of it or being on yeah. scholarships. So, and they obviously, Bonnie Doon yeah. obviously go on to win the Eric Apple Shield at some point, didn't they? And man, we won, yeah, major pennant as well. So like, yeah, it right. was a pretty. They had just a lot of good players with really good facilities. So it was like the perfect place to be. 
So you obviously had an elite amateur career after that, after you moved to Sydney and you progressed quite quickly, yep. I would have thought. Yep. Um, you have a great showing at the 2017 Master of the Eminence, which is, yep. I don't know, where does that sit in Australian amateur golf? Maybe just under the Aussie Eminence? Uh, so like pre-COVID, probably the biggest one. Yeah, okay. Only for the fact that it fell in the week that the college players could come over and play and not miss out yeah, right. at being at college. Yeah. So we used to have like Japanese team, a couple of the other Asian teams. We'd have England, a couple of Welsh lads. Yeah, right. American, Canadians would come out for it. So like it was, yeah, right. yeah I think the first year I played it, you had to be like under a thousand wagger to get in. Yeah, right. Which is uh, world world amateur golf. World amateur. Yeah, yep. So like yep. for, yeah. So like for Australian golf, it was like the event. Like it was the hardest one to get into. Yeah, right. Um, you finished where in two thousand seven? I think it was maybe like it was definitely top ten. I don't know if it was like yeah. maybe inside top. Maybe I'm, like I'm thinking. Top I'm thinking. I'm thinking fifth or sixth. I tried yeah, to Google so. it, but I couldn't get the answer. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah. But did lead. No, but did lead. You did lead. Yep. At, at times yep. during that. Yeah. Um, in 2017, yep. you also make your state team debut. Yep. Um, in cool. 2000. Cool. Yeah, absolutely. In 2018, so you're aging quickly here from a guy who moved to Sydney and couldn't play golf, right? In 2018, <laughs> you go on to captain New South Wales. So I feel like you're not giving yourself enough favours when you first moved to Sydney here, mate, because the time scale. You know, you basically went on a Tiger Woods. Yeah, I, like, and, yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I, I, yeah, I could play, but, like, I couldn't really break 80 anywhere else. So, yeah, I could play, but I couldn't play. Um, in 2018, you captain New South Wales. Where does that sit in the James Greer scenario? Uh, very high. Yeah. Uh, very high because I think something like that, like golf yeah. and obviously my background with team sports as well, like mm. golf sport. So, like, golf is – you play well, you don't play well, it's all about yourself. Yeah. You know, like a team week, it's pretty cool. Um, yeah. In the year before, like we had one of the strongest teams um, and the boys, like the standard was so high. So then to mm. be like a lot of them turned pro and then to be that one in the team was very cool. Yeah. We'll talk about certainly a couple that featured in those two teams a little bit later who have since gone on to, uh, to uh, the last couple of weeks find some financial success. Um, <laughs> um, okay, so in 2018, you captain New South Wales, but in 2017, you make the US Amateur. Yep. You, or you play in the US Amateur. How'd you qualify for that? Uh, so here's a good one as far as like, uh, I, so I play in Perth in the Interstate Series yep. and then jump on a flight and go to the UK and then play Welsh Amateur, where I think I come like fifth or sixth. Mm-hmm. And I was like, how good? Like, obviously, yeah. off the back of going to the US before, still can't, still can't play. UK. No, I can play by now. You're good now, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, and then I miscut at Brabazon Trophy in England, miscut at Stro- Scottish Stroke Play, miscut at St Andrews Links Trophy, and then mismatch play at British Amateur. You're not enjoying like, the uh, UK thoroughfare at this uh, point, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, because I think, okay. I think. <laughs> I think I swapped from Pro V1Xs to Pro V1s and lost eight dozen in about four events. And I was like, no, I'm not enjoying this at all. Yeah, right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. 
um, not the not, not the golf ball was the issue. It was me. And then yeah. I went to the states and missed the cut at Dogwood. So you go to the UK and essentially struggle towards the end of that stretch. Yeah, I struggled the whole time except for the first event, yeah. And then you're straight on the plane to the US. Yeah, I made a mistake too. I went from Denmark because I saw my aunt and uncle to Mm -hmm. London, got into an event late in Atlanta, but I flew to LA and then back to Atlanta, which if you're looking at the shape of America, it's like going from here to here back down to here. Yeah. And then miscut and i was like oh my god um <laughs> then went to sahali which is in seattle which is up the top near la where i came from i think i come like 40th in a non-cut event maybe 60 players yeah then went to a tournament in the middle of the country miscut again and i was like oh my god yeah this right. is horrendous and then i went to new york met up, met up with a couple of mates went out Got an Uber two hours away and I was so hungover and then come second in my qualifier for 36 holes. And I was like, this doesn't make any sense at all. Um, so you qualified for the US seminar hungover? Uh, the previous week, the previous day before, I was very hungover, yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Just one of those things where, like, you try so hard at something yeah. and you get out of your way, you go do yeah. something else and then go play amazing. The old tink up theory, the old tink up, yeah. Kevin Costner. Pretty much. And then, so happiest day of my life, like 36 holes, mate, get through, get a lift back to the airport with one of the rules officials, so save me like 200 bucks. Uh, my flight gets cancelled. This is the Monday night. God. And then it gets delayed, then cancelled, then I had to get a rental car to drive from New York airport to Niagara Falls, which is eight hours, and I left it just after midnight. But I'm still buzzing, right? I'm like, this yeah, is yeah, still yeah. the best day ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then get there at nine o'clock and have to play a sponsor's day at 12. So I slept for an hour and then played and then shot 84 the first round. And I was like, this is the longest trip of my life. <laughs> I think I come third last because um, there was no cut again. And yeah. then go to Canadian Am, miss cut again. And I'm still like, don't know what's going on and then get to USM and I was like, it was the best tournament ever. It's like the biggest tournament I've ever experienced probably up until a couple recently. Well, funny, funny, funny you should mention that, right? So you basically, well, in layman's terms, you suck until you get to the USM with a pre-queue, you make it and and then you suck again. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. And then you go to the USM. I was like, so nervous and i made eagle my first time yeah <laughs> right and then i think i mismatched play by one i think i've played yeah. for my last six holes so funny you should say that so let's have a quick talk because not everyone would know about this tournament 2017 us seminar this filled in some some of my day yesterday this was amazing <laughs> so i'll tell that riviera and bel-air which is in la or nearabouts so here's a list of the players that were in that field a couple of people have gone on to do some stuff in golf here. Joaquin Neiman, Doug Gim, who loses the final, Colin Morikawa, Maverick McNeely, Cameron Young, Sam Burns, Sahith Thagala, who had a miss up today, Matt Wolf, Tyler Strafaki, who goes on to win in 2020, Rob McIntyre, Will Zalatoris, Doc Redman, who wins, Scotty Scheffler, Cameron Champ, Nick Hardy, and Victor Hovland. So, mate, you could basically hang it up. You could basically hang it up today and say, look, 
it was pretty good. I, I got to play against those guys, right? I played with Cameron Champ a couple of weeks before that in Transmiss, and he won. And I was like, that is the most impressive thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, right. Yeah, okay. So at this stage, or at that stage, who's the gun amateur? Like, who's winning that tournament before it turns? I was also like coming into the event, probably playing like the B compared to the A. So all the yeah. A tournaments are together and I'm like fluctuating between the two. Yeah. So I was like, Cam's a gun. Yeah. Um, Trav was playing good. Yeah. There's just like, and the thing is with that tournament, there's 300 players. Yeah. Yeah. It's, so it's I mean, two courses. Yeah. It, it so must be like, crazy how they run it. Like, it's just, it's incredible. What's the distance between like Riviera and Bel Air? 15 minutes. Oh, okay. So not far either. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's some real estate. It's like the the houses at Bel Air, like there was a lift. So you play the 18th. So the 18th and 9th greens are here. Yeah. The clubhouse is up top. And you walk under the clubhouse, get in the lift. Yeah, right. you up to, and you walk out to the first and the 10th tees. So when you talk about money. That's when you know you've made it, right? It's, there. it's ridiculous, yeah. So Doc Redman go. funny you should say this. So you miss out on the match play by one and there was a playoff to yep. get in that spot. Doc Redman yep. is actually in that playoff. He goes so in. So Scotty, wasn't he? Yep. As Scotty, yeah, yep. Scotty didn't make it. Um, Doc Redman goes on to go through in that playoff, qualify 62 and win the US Amateur. So essentially, you're not far off, right? Like, it yeah, literally in goes that, to, in that theory. Yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty crazy how it can work. Now you mentioned Travis. Is it Smythe or Smith? I don't know the lad to be honest. Smythe. Smythe. Okay. So he loses in a quarterfinal to to Doc Redmond on the last, but in the round of sixteen, he beats Will Zalatoris, who's obviously gone on to be quite impressive. We're going to talk about the question I raised with you yesterday a little bit later. I'm interested to know your yep. answer. I've been thinking about it all day actually. Okay, so. The 2017 US Amateur is over, which I, I'd yep. imagine you come home and you need a couple of weeks to digest. I think I went straight to Mandra like two weeks after getting home. Don't know if you know where Mandra is. No. <clears throat> two hours in Australia, South, obviously. Yeah. And I was like, I think I went with Blake Windred and we were both like, why are we doing here? We should have had a couple of weeks off. Yeah. But we were like, let's just get straight back on the horse. Yeah. And like, Mandra is a nice place. But I'd just yeah. been in the best place ever. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, this it didn't matter how good the golf course was. I was like, this is no good. Which it yeah. is a good golf course. But I was yeah. like, this is horrendous. You've just and seen me yeah. the whole week. <laughs> <laughs> so you then come home, obviously in 2018, like we've already mentioned, you captain the state team, but then you also turned pro pretty soon after that, right? Uh no, start of twenty nineteen. Okay. So you start yeah. start of twenty nineteen, you turn pro. Yeah, so I did a I did another overseas trip, yeah. didn't play very good, and then came back. I got sick, went to Q school because I thought, why not? Yeah. And got to final. I've come third at first stage and then didn't get it, didn't get anything from final stage. I played really bad. Yeah. And then played the start of the, like I played like Master of the Amateurs, Aussie M and yeah, right. M and also at, at the start of the season, 20. I guess. Yeah, the summer. Yeah. Um, and then I went to China. And yeah, got status there and turned pro. Yeah, so you get some status in China, so that makes you turn pro, obviously. Now, yeah. All right. So, mate, tw season 2021 2022 kicks in. You play the full year in Australasia. 
which I guess takes you to all parts of the country. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Best tour spot? Uh, from this season? Yeah, why not? Yeah. Uh, where didn't it rain? Um, yeah, well, yeah, good point. <clears throat> I think Oz PGA was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, Do you know Jed? Okay. Any surprise what happened there? For use of a better word, surprise is probably not the right word. But um, Like, obviously, he, it's one thing to play at your home track, right? And obviously, yeah. he won Aussie Am at his home track as well. So I guess that sort of helps. But, like, man, he played good golf. Like, it was a good tournament outside of him. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I... I I, I don't know him, obviously, and obviously guys around your age, I don't know too many of them. I actually thought it was really cool. I'd, yeah. You know, I thought it was cool how he put his name out there and, you know, even if he lost that golf tournament, I feel like people would have remembered who he was. And Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it was it was good for Aussie golf. It was, um, yeah, and, and like you said, a cracking tournament if he's not in the field. But uh, Yeah, it was he, so tight outside of him. Yeah. Like um, I think that the leaderboard was so congested. Um, but he won by 11, so it wasn't really congested. No. At what stage, like, so let's say through round two he led, so he led after the second round. At what point are you thinking he's going to back up or at that point are you thinking he's going to run away with this? Because uh, he seems, he doesn't seem to lack confidence. No. Is it bad that I was just in my own bubble? No. No. So you were just letting him go. Yeah, I was like, because I played good the first day and then sort of like, gradually just threw a couple of wheels out the side of the car. Um, yeah. But it was just like the rules. You were like, that has to be Jed. Yeah, right. Yeah, okay. Because, like, I don't like, obviously the highlights from that event, he holed, like, yeah, it was, yeah. five 30-footers over ridges. He was hitting it close. Like, and obviously Min was there as well. So, you're like, if anyone's going to probably perk up, mm. Min will be around there. But he just kept doing it. Yeah. It was ridiculous. Um. Mate, to school next week. Where to yeah. from there? What's the what's the grand scheme of things? So I've got uh, three in weeks pro ams in, uh, like let's say, the coastline of Brisbane. So like Gold Coast, yeah. a little bit up, a little bit down. Um, yeah. And then I'll come back. Um, might have even teed up with you at Port Macquarie. Um, oh yeah, right. Happens. Yeah, right. Well, I'm not going if you're playing. What happened to that event? Like that event used to be a good place where bums like me could go and not have to put up with all these gun players. Next thing you know, Matt Miller's there, Nathan Green's there. Anyway, that's, that's my rant. Um, <laughs> um, and then plan is to do Japan. Um, oh, nice. I'll have to get a, have to get a first stage, um, which is in September. And then the season starts in October. Um, okay. And then, yeah, and then so... Obviously, goal plan. The game plan is to go to as many stages in Japan as possible, um, yeah. with there being four in total, and that'll just bounce around between the events with the Aussie. So it'll be yeah. like play as many as I can here, and then go over there. Well, how good was that, Toddy? 
Uh, part one done and dusted with our interview with James Grierson. Yeah, we sat down for quite some time with Jimmy, which we're grateful for, but uh, we had to break it up into a couple of parts. But next week we're going to talk about how COVID was actually a positive. It gave him a chance to work on the mental side of his game, and uh, I think even he would admit that needed some attention. And also his ability to drive the 18th green at Bonnie Doon over 400 metres. He's, he's driven it before, so uh, we'll have a quick chat about that. I thought it was an urban myth, but it's actually true, so <laughs> we'll sit down and have a chat with him about that as well. But um, yeah, hang tight. I'm sure you're all going to enjoy part two, and we'll talk to you soon. Can't wait. Perfect. Let's go. Next part.